0: Hello and welcome to the Alt Trademarks podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Samenbanger. On this episode, I was joined by Lauren D. Shin. Lauren works at WIPO in Geneva and is joining us to discuss the UDRP and domain name disputes. You can find out more about Lauren at laurendshin.com. That's Shin with two Ns. You can find out more about Alt Legal on Twitter at altlegalhq and at altlegal.com. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. Hi, Lauren. Thanks for joining me. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Of course. Uh, You're our first international guest calling in from Geneva. Uh, You and I actually met at INTA this year and I was excited to learn that you work at WIPO and instantly thought that I'd love to pick your brain for the podcast. So before we get into the work that you're currently doing, I'd love to just learn a little bit more about how you got to WIPO. So how did you become interested in the law and then how did you end up at WIPO?
1: Well, I've always loved words and the expression of ideas, so I naturally gravitated toward a field where words have a huge impact on our reality, and I also have a background in music and writing, so I was really drawn to IP law because the whole field is about creativity and the progression of art.
0: Oh, that's great. Uh, I definitely identify with that same sentiment. I studied film in undergrad and had big dreams of writing movies before I took a business law course for my minor and, uh, you know, fell in love with it. Oh, wow. So you know just what I mean. Yeah, I do. Uh, And WIPO sounds like such a unique and interesting job opportunity. Uh, What's your favorite thing about working there?
1: You know, the first time I went out to dinner with my colleagues, I asked that same question to someone who'd been working at WIPO a long time. And she told me that the best thing about WIPO for her is the people with whom we work. And I have to say that I agree 100%. There's really just nothing like getting to work alongside the attorneys that we have here who are from all over the world. And I think it's unique and I think it's really sweet when we start picking up each other's linguistic quirks and idiomatic expressions and just overall have a lovely cultural exchange.
0: I would imagine that's a great way to sort of informally learn about cultures from around the world, but also how the IP laws work in different areas of the world. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: So at WIPO, to sort of get into what you actually are working on uh, today, you work with the domain name disputes within the Arbitration and Mediation Center. So can you tell us just a little bit more about the work you do and the work that the center does regarding domain name disputes?
1: Yeah, I'd love to. In short, the center is a neutral provider and we administer disputes arising under the UDRP, or Uniform Domain Name Dispute Resolution Policy, and that deals with the abuse of registration and use of domain names that are identical or confusingly similar to third-party trademark rights. If a complainant is successful in a proceeding under the policy, the offending domain name can either be transferred to the complainant or cancelled. We also administer disputes under other domain name dispute resolution policies which are very specific to country code top-level domains such as .es and .fr, and we are really recognized as the global leader in providing these domain name dispute resolution services. In fact, in 1999, our current director general created the UDRP. As a case manager, I ensure, at least in the context of UDRP proceedings, that the center is fulfilling its obligations as a provider under the rules for the UDRP, including by verifying that the complaints satisfy the formal requirements of the policy and the rules. For example, I check that a complainant has trademark rights for standing, ensure due process by notifying compliant complaints to relevant parties, appoint the administrative panel, notify the panel's decision, and just otherwise ensure that the proceeding runs smoothly.
0: And just to take a quick step back, for those of us who are a little bit less familiar with these types of disputes, how would someone file a UDRP complaint with WIPO? So of
1: course I'm not in a position to provide legal advice for filing, but I'd love to tell you generally about the process, including some of the really great resources that WIPO makes available to the public. First, WIPO has a guide to the UDRP, which is essentially an FAQ regarding the policy and dispute administration under the policy. It's available on the center's website, and it covers topics like preparing and filing a complaint or a response, the role of the administrative panel, the role of the center, etc. And for filing a complaint under the UDRP, the center also has a model complaint available on its website, along with additional filing guidelines for the filer,
0: and we also have a model response. Okay, and so for an IP attorney, what could they generally expect from this kind of dispute?
1: Well, as I mentioned before, under the UDRP, brand owners can obtain the transfer or cancellation of a domain name. To do that, they would need to establish each of the following criteria. First, the domain name registered by the domain name registrant is identical or confusingly similar to the brand owner's mark. Second, the domain name registrant has no rights or legitimate interests in respect of the domain name. And third, the domain name has been registered
0: and is being used in bad faith. And for those who don't already know, what is the overview and why would it be helpful?
1: Right. So WIPO has just released its third version of the Jurisprudential Overview of WIPO Panel Views with the aim of summarizing consensus panel views on common substantive and procedural issues to assist in predictability. And that's because one thing to keep in mind about the UDRP is that it does not operate on a strict doctrine of binding precedent. And of course, WIPO panelists strive for consistency with prior decisions, and they seek to ensure that the UDRP operates fairly and predictably while still deciding cases based on the circumstances and facts of each case. So the overview is our premier tool released to assist the filing parties who want to be able to reasonably anticipate the results of their case. We also have a great keyword searchable legal index which covers UDRP panel decisions.
0: And this overview and the index are accessible online, correct?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Also, the overview is one of our most visited pages, and all of the resources I've mentioned today are accessible online.
0: Great. And I'll link to more information about accessing the overview in the show notes as well. And that's it. So I usually like to wrap up the interviews with a series of rapid-fire questions that are just for fun. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. Where do you get your IP news? Twitter. Okay. Who is your favorite fictional lawyer? Saul Goodman. That's mine too. I gave that um, in an answer at a warm-up exercise on the first day of law school and it didn't go over very well. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds very 1L. Yeah. What's your favorite productivity hack? Maybe something that you do when you know you need to get a lot of work done?
1: I've been doing this since law school, when I have a lot on my plate. I find it relaxing to list everything I need to do, number them by priority, and then just get going. I find it really helpful to ignore everything else on my list as I'm working on
0: each task. That's good. And what's a good piece of advice that you've received?
1: Well, before I transferred to George Washington University Law School, where I obtained my JD. During the orientation week at Seton Hall University Law School, Professor Paula Franzisi told the incoming class of 1Ls to always remember whose they are. That was really meaningful to me on a personal level, and I'll never forget it.
0: And last one, if I'm coming to Geneva, what's the one thing I have to do? If you find yourself
1: here in the winter, my favorite comfort food in Geneva is raclette, which is a dish in which you're given a block of cheese that slowly melts, but the fondue is really good too, and you can get that
0: by the lake. Oh, that sounds lovely. And um, that's it. So thanks so much for joining me, Lauren. Uh, do you have any parting words of wisdom for the listeners? Uh, sure. Love and be loved. And if the listeners want to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to do so?
1: Oh, I'd be delighted to hear from them through my website located at laurendshin.com.
0: Okay. And I'll link to that in the show notes as well. Uh, thank you so much, Lauren. Thanks so much. That's this week's episode. Thank you for joining us and see you next time.